to glory land It won't be long Until I take the hand Of Jesus Christ With a great big smile We'll sit right down Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Well, praise God. Tonight we're going to go into a study called Three Great Things to Know. Meditate on that. Three great things to know. Meditate on that word know for a second. What do you know? I think a lot of you know in here tonight that you're saved. Amen? But what else do you know about Jesus? Three great things to know. First, I want to give you a definition of that word know. In the Greek, it's konosko. Konosko. And it means to be taken in knowledge. In other words, to be taken in knowledge. To be taken in knowledge. In other words, to take knowledge in. To be taking knowledge in. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to come into a greater knowledge of Jesus Christ. It means to recognize. For instance, before you got saved, you had to recognize that Jesus had the power to save you. Amen? If you didn't know that and didn't recognize that, you never would have come down to the altar and got saved. So we're going into three great things to know. In other words, we had to know that Jesus saves and we came down to the altar. We recognized that he saved. I tell you, for about three months of my life before I got saved, I took in knowledge. People continued to tell me that Jesus wanted to save me. Well, I took that in a little bit. I read a testimony book about Chico Holiday, and I tell you, I took in a little bit more knowledge about Jesus wanted to save me. Came over here to the revival and took in a little bit more knowledge that Jesus wanted to save me. And before long, I got saved. I kept taking in the knowledge that Jesus wanted to save me. In other words, I came into an understanding. I began to understand and know what the gospel was all about. Well, this is what this word konosko means. It means to be taking in knowledge, to recognize, to understand completely, and to be definite. To be definite. How many are, are definitely... Uh, definitely know beyond a shadow of a doubt tonight that they're saved. To know definitely. See, that's what this word know means. It means to definitely know that you're saved. And also, this word takes in the meaning of having a relationship between the person that is doing the knowing, such as us, and the person that we know. Amen. You might look at your brother next to you, and you might say, well, I know I have... I know I know this brother. You might say, well, why do you know? Well, because I've got a relationship with this brother. Amen? See, and tonight we can know that we know God because we have a relationship with God. Well, what I'm getting at is this. When you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you come into the knowledge of salvation and you know you're saved. But the longer and the more you begin to develop this knowledge in your mind, you begin to know more of a fact that you're saved, amen? You grow in this knowledge. You grow in this understanding. You grow in this recognition. Well, that's why Paul prayed in Ephesians 1.16 uh, that uh, the saints of Ephesus might come into a greater knowledge 
of their salvation, a greater knowledge and understanding and wisdom and revelation of who they are in Christ Jesus. Now tonight we're going into three great things to know. And those three things are this. Number one, we are who God says we are. We need to know that we are who God says we are. God says we're saved if we believe in him. Amen? So therefore we're saved. In other words, we are who God says we are. Number two, we have what God says we have. Amen? We have what God says we have. What's one thing we have? We have eternal life. Amen? Have eternal life. And number three, we need to know that we can do what God says we can do. We can do what God says we can do as sons of God. Now, for instance, we are who God says we are. Who are we? Well, we're new creations in Christ Jesus. We're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We're overcomers, amen? Because God says we are in His Word. We're conquerors, God says in His Word. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, God says in His Word. We're blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. That's who God says we are. That's who we are in Christ Jesus. That's one great thing to know, who you are in Christ. Amen? Now, the second thing to know that we're going to briefly go into that is that we have what God says we have. I have a new life. Amen? I was once dead, but now I have life. I have the life of Christ living inside of me. Next, I have light. I have light inside of me. I used to have all this darkness inside of me, but now I have light. I have light. I have liberty. I have love. I have joy. I have pardon. I'm pardoned of my sins. I have peace. I have purpose in life. I have power. I have provision. And I have a prospect out in front of me that one day I'm going to go be with Jesus. Amen? And because of all of that, the next great thing to know is that we can do what God says we can do because we are what God says we are. Amen? Only because... We are what God says we are. We can do what God says we can do. And we're to begin to do it as sons of God. Now, I'm going to put this on the board for you tonight, and you're going to be able to write it down. I just briefly gave you an introduction there. But we need to be persuaded of these three things that I've brought out tonight, that we are who God says we are, number one, that we can do what God says we can do because we have what God says we have. Amen? Now, that may be a little bit confusing to you, but I'm going to make it a little bit more simpler. Now, on the overhead projector, first of all tonight, I want to begin with this spirit, soul, and body diagram really uh, briefly here because you look at the spirit in the center of the diagram, which is my target illustration, I call it, and right at the bullseye there is the spirit. Now, once that spirit was dead... Amen? Because of sin. You were heading for hell. Sin in your life because of Adam. Because of them humbling themselves to the devil. They were made in the image of God, but Satan came along. They humbled themselves to the devil, and they got born to the devil. And they got born of sin and death, and they were dying and on their way to hell. Amen? That's what was happening spiritually. Man has a mind or a soul, and he lives in a body. But when we got saved, what got saved was our spirit. Our spirit was dead. Dead and stinking and heading for hell. But we got saved and became new creations. 
So what we are tonight to God is what we are spiritually. And we're going to be going into those things. What we are in the spirit here. Now what we want to do tonight, three great things to know, we want to come into the knowledge of this. Now where do we know? We come into knowledge in our mind. Now what I want you to find out tonight is that I want you to know in your mind or in your soul, I want you to be persuaded and convinced and recognize what you are spiritually, amen, as a son of God. What you are spiritually. And as you recognize what you are spiritually in your mind, then you will begin to act like it in the body. Amen? See, if you don't know what you are, if you didn't know you were a Christian, you wouldn't be acting like a Christian. See, you've got to know what you are spiritually before you can act like what you are. You've got to know what you are, in other words. Tonight, we need to know, number one, that we are what God says we are. Or we are who what God says we are. Amen? Now, that's the first thing we're going to go into tonight, is what we are or who we are spiritually. We are who God says we are. And I have seven things here that we are. Now, remember, this has taken place in our spirit, and now we need to renew our mind with these seven things here. These are just seven of the things that we are. These are just seven of the things that we are. Let me say it again. There are many new creation realities or many things that you are because you are a Christian, but these are just seven of the things that took place at salvation in our life. Now, we need to renew our mind of these seven things here. We are who God says we are. And number one, we are new creatures in Christ. We're new creatures. I mean, how many knew that? We're new creatures. This is a pretty common scripture here. But God says we're new creatures in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. He says, therefore, if any man be in Christ. When you're in Christ, what are you in? Listen to me. When you're in Christ, what are you in? You're in his death, in his burial, and in his resurrection. Amen? And when you're in that, when you believe in Christ, when you believe in what Christ did, it says if any man be in Christ and believe in Christ, in his death, burial, and resurrection, he becomes a new creature. It says old things were passed away. Well, now remember on our spirit, soul, and body diagram, I told you that that spirit used to be dead before you got in Christ. Your spirit was made new. That old spirit, that old nature was passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, you had to come to the knowledge of that in your mind when you received Jesus. Somebody spoke to you. You heard in your body through your ear that you could be saved and become a new creation. And then all of a sudden that word went into your mind and you said, yeah, I can become a new creation. And you believed it and all of a sudden the Spirit came in through the Word of God into your ear and into your mind and then it recreated your spirit. Do you see that? Do you see that tonight? See, that's the Word that did that. The Word that you heard. You heard the Word. The Scriptures say that faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. Well, you heard that you could become a new creation and sure enough you did. Spiritually, you became a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, I also heard that I could be redeemed when I gave my life to Jesus. And that's number two. We are 
Well, first of all here, number two, not redeemed yet, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Since it's found in 2 Corinthians 5, I wanted to go to that scripture next, right after 17, because it's right below that in 521 of 2 Corinthians. We find the scripture, for he hath made him to be sin for us. Who is that? God made Jesus to be sin for us. Where did that take place? That took place on the cross. Amen. Made him to be sin for us. Jesus took our place on the cross and went down into the grave. And God made him to be sin for us. He took our sin. That we, uh, well it says here, who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. That we might be made, past tense, the righteousness of God in him. Now what that's saying is that Jesus took our place on the cross at Calvary became our sin down in the grave and our death and took our place and resurrected us so that we might be made right with God. See, we had a wrong relationship with God before we got saved. But see, because of salvation now, we have been made right with God. We're made the righteousness of God in Christ. In His death, in His burial, and in His resurrection, we come into a right standing with Christ, with God. Amen? Glory to God. Are you with me tonight? That's who we are. See, we are this. See, we are who God says we are. We are who God says we are. And we have seen so far that we're new creatures. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And number three, we are redeemed from the kingdom of darkness. Now that's found in Colossians chapter 1, verse number 12. We're redeemed from the kingdom of darkness. Now one time in my life, I was living down in darkness, amen? I was living in sin and death. My life was dark. I was out after this and after that. Anything the devil had to offer, I was after it. I didn't know who it was coming from at the time. I just thought I was out after a good time. But I was walking in darkness, walking in sin. My spirit had not been recreated yet. I had not been born again yet. I had not been redeemed yet. I had not been made that new creation. I was not right with God. I was wrong with God. But we find out now through the scriptures that we are redeemed from the kingdom of darkness. See, here's what was happening in my life and your life. We were slaves to sin. We were slaves to Satan. In other words, it's kind of like this. We were in a slave camp, and Satan was the chief honcho of that slave camp, and he was driving us with a big old whip. Amen? But here's what happened. Jesus came into that slave market, and he paid the price for our sin that we had been born into from birth. He paid the price for it. He took our place. He came in and he laid his blood there and said, this blood pays for that sin. And he took us by the hand and pulled us out of that slave market and he redeemed us from that dark slave market and he brought us into the resurrected life that he came to give. And that is the life of Jesus. Amen? In other words, we're redeemed. The price was paid for us, for you and for me by the blood of Jesus. And the scripture says this, Colossians 1.12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. Brother, we once had an inheritance of the saints of the devil, amen, in darkness. We were going to receive his inheritance, and his inheritance is going to be in hell forever, fire and brimstone. 
Amen? But in verse 13 it says, Who God hath delivered us from the power of darkness. See, we were in the power of darkness. Satan had power over us, and he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. See, he came and translated us. He translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life and light by, the, by his son, Jesus Christ. And then it says in verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. The blood of Jesus cleansed us from our sin. He redeemed us and paid the price for us. And we resurrected out of darkness into the kingdom of life. Amen. Glory to God. Now that's what's taking place in us spiritually. And now we need to come to the knowledge of that in our soul. Amen. Spirit, soul, and body. What is taking place in our life spiritually? In other words, who are we? Amen. According to God now. Who are we according to God? Who are you? Well, we are who God says we are. God says we're new creatures. He says we're are the righteousness of God. We're right with Him. He says we're redeemed. And He also says we're overcomers. We're overcomers. We'd overcome the devil. Amen? Overcome the devil. Overcome him completely because of Jesus. Because Jesus came and went down into the gates of hell and He bought, paid the price for us and redeemed us. But over in the book of Revelation... Chapter 12, verse 11, we see point four here of who we are in Christ, that we are overcomers through the blood and the work of the word of our testimony. We need to begin to testify to what the blood of Christ has done to us. Let me hear you say this. Say, I'm a new creation. I'm right with God because Jesus was made sin for me. I've been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness. And I'm an overcomer through the blood and the word of my testimony. And I'm going to testify to who I am in Christ Jesus because of what God done through the person of Jesus Christ. He did it for me. Amen. Look at your brother and say, he did it for you. Glory to God. In Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11, it says, and they overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. I tell you, Jesus' blood cleansed us from all sin, and now we need to begin to testify to it. Amen? Need to begin to testify to it and let that word come out of you that's down in your spirit. Renew your mind with what Jesus has done. And they love not their lives unto death. Renewed, re they love not their lives unto death. Now, we need to renew our mind with this. We need to come into the knowledge of this. This is one of the great things to know. Okay, number five, we are more than conquerors through Christ. See, we were conquered, amen? Satan once had us conquered. He had us as his slave. But now, because of what Jesus did at the cross, we have become conquerors in Christ Jesus. And in Romans chapter 8, verse number 37 Paul writes, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Where did Jesus love us? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now we're more than conquerors. We haven't only conquered sin and death through the person of Jesus Christ. We have become more than conquerors. I like that. More than conquerors. More than conquerors. Now, we've got to know that we have become more than conquerors. 
And this is what Paul says in the next verse here, in verse 38. He says, for I am persuaded. How many is persuaded in here tonight? How many know that they're new creations in Christ Jesus? How many know that they're right with God? How many know that they're redeemed? How many know that they're overcomers? How many know that they're conquerors? Amen? So you got to know this in your soul. you got to know in your soul or in your mind what has taken place spiritually in your life. You've got to know that. And I tell you, when you begin to know that and come into the knowledge of that in your mind and renew your mind to who you are in Christ, you're, the thing that has happened to you spiritually will jump out into your body and you'll begin to act like it, glory to God. Amen? Begin to act like it because you know it. But if the devil can convince you that you're a no good, rotten sinner saved by grace, that, you, that you're no good, never will be any good, that you, that you should fear this and be inferior here and have this guilt complex here and that you're not really not saved by the blood of the Lamb, if he can convince you of all that, you're going to be going around, oh, poor me, I just can't ever get my prayer answered. Well, that's not what it's all about, amen? You're a new creation. You need to be persuaded of that. You need to be convinced of that. You, needed to, you need to know that. You need to take in the knowledge tonight that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, that you are redeemed, that you are the righteousness of God, that you're an overcomer and that you have conquered. Paul says here, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor heights, nor depths, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Amen? Nothing. He persuaded that nothing's going to be able to separate him from God. Amen? Because of the love that was in Christ Jesus through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Number six, we're heirs. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. This is what the Word says in Romans. Chapter 8, verse number 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Brother, we're children of God. We're heirs of God. We've received an inheritance of the saints of light. You're somebody. You're not a nobody. You're a Christian. Glory to God. That has taken place in your spirit. Amen. You are a Christian. Number seven, we are blessed. That's who we are in Christ. We're blessed. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, past tense, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Glory to God. You beginning to wake up to some of the things that you're blessed with? Glory to God. You're blessed with all spiritual blessings. Deuteronomy 28, 2 says that the blessings of God shall overtake you. And they overtook us, amen, because of Jesus. We have all these blessings up here in this heavenly places. Glory to God. Well, that's point number one. We are who God says we are. We are who God says we are. And remember, we are who God says we are spiritually amen this is taking place in our spirit here in our spirit as you see on the overhead the spirit soul and body diagram spiritually we're new creations spiritually we are redeemed spiritually we are overcomers spiritually we are conquerors spiritually we are heirs with god but now it needs to become real soulishly in you or mentally in you you need to be persuaded in your mind or in your soul that that's what you are amen 
You need to renew your mind with the Word of God, who you are in Christ Jesus. And as you do that, it will begin to take on a bodily form and you'll begin to present yourself as who you are. Are you with me? Glory to God. Now next tonight, we're going to go into the second part in that we have what God says we have. We have what God says we have. Now on the overhead, you see here, that we have life, we have light, liberty, love, joy, pardon, peace, purpose, power, provision, and prospect. We're going to go through those, all of those, uh, uh, very slowly here in a second. But all these things here have come from the Spirit. It comes from what happened to you spiritually. We have life in the Spirit. We have light in the Spirit. We have liberty in the Spirit. We have love in the Spirit. We have joy in the Spirit. We're pardoned and forgiven in the Spirit. We have peace in the Spirit. We have purpose and power and provision and prospect in the Spirit. We're going to go to be with Jesus forever. Amen? Now we need to begin to understand this and come into the knowledge that we have all these things because of salvation. Have every one of these things. And I tell you, as you come into the knowledge, as you begin to know and recognize, begin to be persuaded and convinced, begin to build your faith in your mind, in your soul, uh, knowing, lining your life up with what the will of God is in your life, as you begin to come into the knowledge of this, renew your mind that you have all these things here that we're talking about here, I tell you, it's going to begin to take form on your body. On your body. It's going to come out to your body. The only thing that would keep these things that have taken place spiritually in your life from coming out would be your mind, would be your soul being quenched or grieved by the devil. That's why it's so important to renew your mind with what the Word says you are. Amen? Who God says you are. Begin to renew your mind with we have what God says we have. Now, this is what God says we have. Number one. Number one, we have life. In 1 John 5, 1 John 5, if you turn there with me tonight, 1 John 5, 12, it says this, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. We have life. Our spirit has turned into life, the very life and nature of God, a divine nature, life. We once had the death of the devil, and now we have life in our spirit. We need to begin to wake up to the fact that we have life because of Jesus. Amen. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. And you have now received Jesus, so you have received life. Glory to God. That's something to be excited about. When you start waking up to all these things that you are in Christ, a new creature, that you're redeemed, that you're the righteousness of God, that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We didn't even say that one. That you're an heir with God, that you've been uh, made an overcomer, that you've been made a conqueror. Glory to God. As you begin to come into the knowledge of this, you begin to get happy and excited about who you are. Amen? No matter what anybody else thinks you are, no matter who your brother thinks you are, you know who God thinks you are, and that's what makes the difference, who God thinks you are. Not what some counselor thinks or some psych thinks or some uh, brother thinks or what this person thinks. You know who you are because God says that's who you are because you believe and trust in Jesus and what he did at Calvary, so therefore you are that, amen? Now you have what God says you have. You have life, number one. Number two, we have light. Light. And in John 8, 12. John 8, 12. We know that Jesus was the light. Amen. 
the light appeared glory to God during Christmas here we've been looking at some of the Christmas scriptures and we know that the light of God appeared in John 8 12 Jesus says he spake and he says I am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life glory to God I follow Jesus I have the light of life I follow his word I follow his resurrection I believe in him trust in him have him and I have light inside of me amen Jesus also said that this light that's inside of us, let your light so shine that, that other men may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. We have light inside of us, amen, spiritually. Now we need to wake up to it soulishly, let me say again, mentally. And when you wake up to that, your body will begin to glow, glory to God. Amen, do you see that? Waking up to it. Number three, we have liberty in 1 Corinthians Chapter 3, 2 Corinthians, excuse me, chapter 3, verse number 17. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says this. I put down 1 John on the overhead, but it should be 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 for point three. Second Corinthians 3.17 Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We have received the Holy Spirit inside of us. Remember, we were once in bondage, enslaved to sin. Jesus came and redeemed us, and he gave us liberty. Liberty. He gave us freedom. You shall know the truth. You shall be free indeed. Amen. You have received freedom. You have received liberty. We know the truth. We know what Jesus came to do. And because of what he came to do, and because his spirit is inside of us, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Glory to God. That's something to shout about. Amen. Something to shout about. We have liberty. Number four, we have love. Do you know you have the love of God down inside of you? You used to have the hate of the devil, but now you have the love of God inside of you. It's down in your spirit. You say, now why don't it always come out, Charles? Well, because your mind is not operating and functioning right. Amen? Because things are attacking your mind and quenching that love that is down inside of you. The complete love of God is down inside of you. Your spirit has been changed into love. Amen? Now, in Romans 5, uh, chapter 5, we see here that the love of God is shed abroad. And in Romans 5, chapter, uh, verse 5, I want to read this to you. But first of all, I want you to see that this shed, a love, uh, shed abroad love is a result of something that has taken place. So I want to start in Romans 5, 1 and read this to you. Read with me now. It says, therefore being justified. See, we got justified. We were in a wrong relationship with God. We got justified. We got made right with God by faith in his son. Amen. By faith in Jesus, we got justified. And we have peace with God now through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we once were alienated from God, didn't have any peace. But now through Jesus, we have peace with God. In verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. So you're going to have some tribulations, right? We're going to have some tribulations. 
But it says these tribulations that you go through worketh patience. And in verse number 4, it says this patience works experience. How many of you are becoming more experienced Christians? Well, see, as you become more experienced Christians, it says that this experience worketh hope. And hope maketh us not ashamed, see, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. It's shed abroad in our hearts. See, the thing about it is the Holy Ghost has already come down into our spirit, amen, and we've taken on God nature, God life, God light, God love in there. But as we begin to renew our mind and as we begin to grow in the faith, this love begins to protrude out through our hearts and into our body and into our actions more and more and more. Do you see that? As you begin to grow in, in experience and in hope, the love of God is shed abroad. In other words, it's shed out of your spirit through your heart or your soulish area and into your body so that you can begin to love mankind to a greater degree. Just because someone doesn't love doesn't mean he's not saved, but we shall know them by their love. Amen? See, that love becomes more and more evident in a person's life as he grows and, and becomes a more experienced and sound Christian. Okay, now we're on point two. We have what God says we have. Number five here, it says that we have joy. We have joy. And in John 15, 11, 15, 11 of John tells us about this joy and how we get it. Now, joy, of course is a fruit of the Spirit, and that joy comes forth from our life. In other words, it can be seen in our bodies at times when we're, when we're very joyful, when we're very full of joy. But this joy that is down in our spirit, remember we talked earlier about this life, this, this light, this liberty, this love, this joy. It's all down in our spirit, isn't it? It's all down in our spirit. We have taken that nature on now as new creations. But how does this joy come out? Well, in, in John 15, uh, 11, it says, These things have I spoken unto you, that, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Well, where is this joy full? Well, right now it's full in our spirit. But he says he spoke these things unto us so that our joy could be full. Now, where else does our joy need to be full? It needs to be full in the spirit. It needs to be full in our mind. We need to have a joyful mind. And it, we need to have a joyful body, a joyful actions. Are you with me? Are you with me? Well, he says, now these things I have spoken unto you, that your joy might be made full. What things did he speak? In this book here, he said, in this uh, chapter here, he says that, uh, well, in chapter 14, he tells us about the Holy Ghost coming. Amen. And bringing peace to us. Amen. And being that comforter to us. And then he tells us that he's the vine and we're the branches. And then he says in verse number 7, he says, if you abide in me. In other words, if you abide in the vine, if you abide in the vine, he's talking about, then you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. But what he's saying here is that you need to abide. And then in verse number 9, he says, Continue ye in my love. If you abide in the Word, you continue in His love, which is the Word. It says, Then when you do that, these things, if you do these things here, your joy will be made full. Amen? 
See, we have what God says we have. We have joy in the Spirit. But we need a joyful mind. We need to renew our mind, abide in the Word of God, and that joy will begin to come and manifest itself outwardly. Now in John 16, verse 22, it says this, And you, you, now, and, and you now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice. And your joy no man can take from you. Amen. You have that joy down in the spirit. I tell you, I have joy in the mind. I have joy in my body. I'm happy. Amen. Glory to God. But joy is from God. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in, in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. See, they didn't ask anything in the name of Jesus yet because Jesus hadn't resurrected. Amen. His name didn't mean uh, uh, what it would mean later on to the apostles. And it says, when you ask and you shall receive, that your joy might be made full. Brother, when you begin to grow in your relationship with God, walk and do all things in the name of Jesus and through the power of the resurrection, walk in your salvation. See, the name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Amen? It means salvation. When you walk in your salvation... When you walk with a knowledge of your salvation, of who you are in Christ. When you begin to walk in the knowledge of that we have what God says we have, your joy is going to be full. Amen? Your joy is going to get more full and full and full. Glory to God. We have pardon, number six. In 1 John 1, 7 through verse 9, we see that we're pardoned. Amen? There's a sign out front that says when you come to Jesus that you receive a pardon, a pardon for all your sin. We have pardon. We've got what God says we have. We have what God says we have, and that is pardon. 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleansed us from all sin, all of them. It says if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Brother, we are pardoned because of the blood of Jesus. Next we see here, number seven, that we have peace. We have peace. Now we've already read that scripture tonight, but it's worth going back to in Romans chapter 5. Verse number one, talking about this peace that we have. You know, at one time, you were alienated from the life of God. You didn't have any peace with God, did you? Didn't have any peace with God. One thing I was looking for was peace before I knew Jesus. I was looking for love and, and joy and happiness in my life. But we have peace with God because of what Jesus came and done. Amen? Went down into the grave and defeated that turkey, the devil took his keys and authority from him. Amen? And resurrected and gave us peace. And he was the peacemaker that, that gave peace between God and mankind. And in verse 1 of Romans 5, it says, Therefore, being justified or made right with God by faith in what Jesus did. Amen? We have peace with God through our G Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we get peace with God through what Jesus did. So therefore, we have peace with God. That's something to be happy about, amen? Something to be happy about. Something to get excited about. 
Number eight, we have purpose in life. Now, I know I didn't have a lot of purpose in life. I came to the point in my life, personally, to where I didn't know whether I was coming or going. Amen? I knew I hadn't found what I was looking for. Didn't have a lot of purpose in life. Didn't have anything to look forward to. Didn't have anything that brought excitement, lasting excitement in my life. Didn't have any contentment in my life. But after I gave my life to Jesus, I got a purpose. I became into a purpose. I knew what my purpose on earth was all about. And if you haven't discovered your purpose yet, I don't think you'll have to look very far in the Word to see that, that your purpose now is to deliver the Word of God to others. Deliver the Word of God that you have received to others. Because you know that it's the, the number one thing to, to, to take place in earth these days and times. Amen? Glory to God. To share your, your, your life that you have received with others. To share that peace that you have found with others. In Philippians 1.21, we have read this before. It says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For me to live is Christ. There's nothing worth living for but what is in Christ. Amen? For me to live is Christ. Life dedicated totally to Christ. Amen? And if we should die, we have the promise of eternal glory. God be with you. Yes, he is. Glory to God forever. Glory to God. Eternal glory. We have peace with God. We have purpose. Glory to God. Number nine, we have power. We have power in our life. We have the power of the Holy Spirit down in our life. Amen? The power of the Holy Ghost. Well, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, a very familiar scripture for some of you, it says, but we shall receive power. Shall receive power. The very power of God comes inside of us. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You know, on the day of Pentecost, power came. They were waiting for power. They were waiting for the power of God. They were waiting for the promise of God to take place. They were waiting on the Holy Ghost to come down in them and take place so that they could begin to move out with that word of God that God had given them to minister. And that was the message of his son, the message of the resurrection. But they had to wait on that power. And Jesus said that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then after you receive that power, it says that you shall go out and witness. You shall go out and be my witnesses. Go out and be my witnesses unto the uttermost parts of the world. See, this power that we have inside of us, it is for one thing, and that is to witness. To witness. To lay down our life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. To witness to others the word of God. Amen. That is able to save and set mankind free from their sin. The power to witness the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what this power inside of us is all about. That's what we have. See, we have what God says we have. We have power, glory to God. Amen. We have power in our life. We have life in our life. We have light in our life. We have liberty in our life. We have love and joy in our life. We have forgiveness or pardon. We have peace. We have purpose. We have power. Glory to God. Amen. The power of the living God living inside of us as Christians. We have this in our life right now. And to the degree that you're convinced and persuaded and to the degree that you know this, Great thing, which I'm telling you tonight, to the degree that you know this, is to the degree that you'll begin to operate like you have it in your life. The 
This power that I'm talking about is ability to the degree that you know that you have ability to move out and minister the Word of God is the, to the degree that you'll do it. Amen? What good is it going to do for you to have a million dollars in the bank and to never go down and get it and spend it? It's not going to do any good. Amen? What good is it going to be for you to be, be a conqueror, to be an overcomer, to be redeemed, to be a new creature, for you to be a joint heir, for you to be blessed and have all this stuff in your spirit, light and life and liberty and love and joy and pardon and peace and purpose, if you don't have the power to go share it? Amen? And if you don't know that you've got all these things, brother, you're not going to go share it. How many of you are going out and giving away a million dollars right now? Huh? How many are going out and giving away a million dollars right now? Well, you just don't know you got it, do you? Huh? Well, maybe you don't have it. But one thing you do have as a Christian, in your spirit you have all these things that have taken place in you. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got more blessings than a million dollars could ever think about buying. Glory to God. You've got the cattle on a thousand hills. You've got all these things in your life now through the person of Jesus Christ, through the inheritance and the heirship that you have received through the person of Jesus. And now we're to go out and share it. Why? Because we know it. Glory to God. We know it in our mind. We know it in our we know it in our soul. Amen. We know it's the will of God operating in our life. And I tell you, the soul also has a will. You got to will this stuff to happen in your life. See, the soul is made up of, of, of the will and the mind and the emotions, glory to God. You've got the will for this life to operate. You've got the will for this love, this liberty, and this light and this joy to operate in your life. You've got to will it. If you don't will it, it's never going to operate. If you don't ever know about it in your mind or in your soul, it's never going to come out. But once you know it, brother, it can't help but come out. Amen? You get to knowing that you've got something good that is taking place in your life, and you begin to share it out your mouth. As you come into the knowledge of all this, I tell you what, it'll have an effect upon your body. As you renew your mind or your soul with all these things, you'll begin to prove the perfect will of God because all these things here are the perfect will of God that we're talking about tonight. That's why Paul says in Romans 12 too that we're not to be conformed to the world, the things that the world would want to try to put on you, no good, rotten, sinner, prisoner, convict, you're no good for nothing. Don't be conformed to that, but be renewed in your mind by the word of the living God so that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. Be renewed with what God says you are, who God says you are. Develop your faith in what God says you are. Amen? Faith cometh by hearing the word. You're hearing the word tonight. This is who you are tonight here. Now you're growing in your faith and you're being persuaded and convinced tonight that this is who you are and therefore you're going to begin to go out and share who you are. Amen. Glory to God. You have power in your life to share the gospel. You have provision, number 10. We have provision. All our needs are provided in this kingdom that we live, which is the kingdom of God. In Philippians chapter 4, verse number 18. 19, I should have had there, 419 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God, amen, say that, say my God, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches, not my riches, but his riches in glory 
through Christ Jesus, which are my riches now because of Christ. My God shall supply. See, I have provision. You have provision. Because of what Jesus has done. As you come into the knowledge of what Jesus has done and who you are in Christ, you'll begin to recognize that you have provision and you have prospect. We have prospect, number 11. In John 14, 2, it tells us that Jesus is, is building a mansion for us. Amen? Building a mansion for us. Said he went away in 14, 1. Said he, he said, let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Brother, we can look out over the world and we can, we can now see and know and tell other people that we have a mansion in heaven. Glory to God. Amen. We have prospect that we're going to go be with Jesus because Jesus said right here that he has prepared a place for us. And if he'd go and prepare a place for us, he says he's going to come again and receive us unto himself. That where he is, that we may be there also. Glory to God. Amen. We have prospect in this life. Glory to God. Now, we went through three things tonight. Three things. Number one, we are who God says we are. Amen. In other words, we could say, well, who are we in Christ? We need to know who we are in Christ. Because of the resurrection, we need to know who we are. Amen. Because Jesus rose from the dead, who are we now? Amen? Who are we because of the resurrection? Well, you can answer that question and say, well, we are who God says we are. We are who God says we are. Well, who are we? Well, God says we are in his word that we are new creatures. God says in his word that we have been redeemed from the life of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. The Word says that we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God says that we have become overcomers in Christ Jesus. God says that we have become conquerors because of Christ Jesus. God says that we have become joint heirs because of what Jesus Christ done. And God says that he has blessed us because of what Jesus has done through the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That's who we are. We are who God says we are. Amen. And number two, we have what God says we have. Well, what do you have? Well, what does God say we have? Well, God says that we have life through Jesus Christ. God says that we have life through Jesus Christ. Simple, huh? God says that we have liberty, that we're not in the bondage of the devil, but we're free now in Jesus Christ. God says that he gave us love in Jesus Christ. God says that he's given us joy and that he desires our joy to be made full as we abide in him. He says that he's given us pardon. We have pardon in Christ Jesus. We have purpose in this life. We have power through the power of the Holy Ghost. We have our provisions met. In other words, all our needs are provided for through Jesus Christ. And then we have the prospect that one day we're going to go be with Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. In that mansion. And number three now, because of all this, because of who God says we are, and because we have what God says we have, what can we do now, huh? What can we do as sons of God? What can we do? Amen. What can we do? Ask yourself that question. Well, the answer is point three. We can do what God says we can do. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
we can do what God says we can do. Amen? Glory to God. Because we are what God says we are. Amen? Glory to God. And what does God say we are? God says we're new creatures. Says we're redeemed. Says we're overcomers. Says we're conquerors. Says we're joint heirs. Says we're temples of God. Amen? Says that we're blessed with all spiritual blessings. He says we have all this. We have life and liberty and love and joy and pardon and peace. Amen? That we have prospect provisions, power and purpose in this life. Glory to God. Amen? We have all this. So because we have all this, now we can do what God says we can do. Glory to God. And what does Philippians uh, 4.13 say? That we can do all things through Christ Jesus who loved us. Amen? That's time to shout there. That's time to shout. We can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Let me hear you say that. It's on the wall right there. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You can do all things because of the resurrection. Because of what Jesus Christ gave you. Or because of what God gave you. Through the person of Jesus Christ, now you have power to do all things. Amen? But you have to wake up to this. That's what faith is all about. Coming to the knowledge. Coming into the knowledge of what the Word says. It says faith cometh by hearing by hearing the Word of God in Romans 10, 17. And the more we hear the Word of God of who we are and what we are and what we can do because of who and what we are, then we begin to go out and move out in our body and begin to do it. Amen? Glory to God. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, that doesn't say anything about you doing anything without Christ now, okay? You can do it through Christ who strengthens you. You can do it as you walk in the Word, glory to God, who strengthens you. Next, we can do. We can do. We can do Mark 16, 17, and 18. Amen? We can do Mark 16, 17, and 18. Glory to God. Turn to that. We can do. Glory to God. We need to begin to move out with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus has told us to go with the gospel. He has given us the ability to go through the power of the Holy Ghost. And now we need to know what we have the power to go and do. Now a lot of us are like this. We get out on the mission field. We get out downtown maybe or wherever we're going to go witness when we get out or, or we... Uh, go out on the quad right now and witness and we all of a sudden we get enough nerve to walk up to this guy and all of a sudden we go up and we're really going to spring the gospel on him and we say oh it's a nice day isn't it yeah look at those clouds up there man you know what I mean but see as you begin to know who you are in Christ you'll move up to him and begin to witness to him hello how you doing there you know and you'll start the conversation and strike it up and before long you'll be telling him about Jesus amen in other words, you'll, you'll recognize that, that you have the ability in you to go up and spread the word a little further. Amen? And you're going to do it with your mouth. You're going to do it with things of your body. Amen? Your, 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 your body. Your body has to move in certain directions in order to witness. Amen? Your mouth has to begin to move in, in certain ways and form certain syllables and make certain sounds and minister this word. 
You have to have the faith and knowledge of the ability that you, that you know that you can come up here to the altar maybe on Wednesday night and lead someone to the Lord. Amen? You have to know that. Well, in Mark 16, 17, it says here, And these signs shall follow them which believe. When you believe and know and persuade and have faith that you are a new creation and all these things that you are, and when you believe deeply and soundly in the death, the burial, and the resurrection and all the things that came to your life because of it, that's the believer, amen? And when you believe that and convinced of that and know that, then you can begin to move out and it says here, in my name. The name of the resurrection, the name of Jehovah Jireh, the name of Jehovah is salvation, the name Jeshua, the name Jeshua, the name Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of his resurrection, in the name of what Jesus Christ did, you will begin to move out knowing who you are in Christ. And it says here, in his name you shall cast out devils, in his name you shall uh, and they shall not hurt you. In his name you shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. In his name you shall speak with new tongues. In his name you shall do all these things. Amen. To you that believe. Amen. To you that believe in his name. Glory to God. To you that believe that what Jesus Christ has done for you in your life because of the resurrection. Are you with me right now? Do you understand what I'm saying? To you that believe in what the resurrection and the name of Jesus Christ is all about and what it has done to your life, what it's done for you, amen, and what it has made you and who you are in Christ, amen, and what you have because of what Christ has done. Now you can begin to move out and do because you know these three great things. Number one, you know that we are who God says we are. We have what God says we have, number two. And number three, we can now go out and do what God says we can do because we know who we are in Christ and we know we have what God says we have. And now we need to begin to move out and let this spirit loose through our soul and through the ability that we know we have to go and lay hands upon the sick with our body, to go forth and speak with other tongues, to go forth and do the work that Jesus Christ has called you to do as a son of God, glory to God, amen. It not only takes place in you spiritually, it takes place in you soulishly, mentally, it takes place in you physically, glory to God, as you present Jesus Christ to this world, amen. Glory to God. You understand where I'm coming from tonight? Coming into the knowledge of who you are in Christ Jesus, what you are in Christ Jesus, and what you can do because of who you are, Amen. Jesus just didn't come and resurrect from the grave for you to make you some little namby-pamby, weak, Sunday, go-to-the-morning Christian. No. He came to make you a soldier of his, amen, in his army and to put you on the front lines, glory to God, to go out and minister his word. And now you've got to find out what is taking place in your life so that you can go out and tell others what God wants to take place in their own life. Amen. Woo, that's heavy. And as you come into the knowledge of all this that has happened in your life, you'll begin to go out and do it. Amen. You'll be able to keep it in.